0: you're listening to the lakeshore records podcast and i'm your host tony giles and joining me on today's episode is andy hall and robert mcdowell composers of the swiss army man soundtrack Joining me now on the Lakeshore Records podcast is Andy Hull and Robert McDowell, composers of the recently released soundtrack for the film Swiss Army Man. How are you doing today, guys?
1: Great. How are you doing? Great.
0: I'm very pleased to be talking to you, actually. Um, Ever since I heard Swiss Army Man, I thought, I need to talk to those guys. I need to find out (laughs) what went on. And uh, because Swiss Army Man, uh, I mean, a lot of our listeners would have heard it by now, and they'll hear some samples of it uh, during this podcast as well. It's not your usual soundtrack.
1: No, it is not. It is a little bit more immersive than that. Um, It sort of plays a character in the movie, um, which is important. Um, You know, and we were pretty conscious about trying to make something that didn't, didn't sound like anything else. And the limitations of just using your voice, you know, kind of gave... Yeah, we were forced to when they came back and said, "You can't use any instruments."
0: <laughs> is that kind of how it actually came about? You were told. I mean, there are there is some instrumentation on the album, but I'd say ninety ninety five percent of it, it's all voice, and that was a parameter set out before you had composed anything.
1: It was. Right. Um, it was. It was. Um, the idea being, there's only real instrumentation when other human beings show up in the movie. So it's all happening inside of Paul's head. When they told us that like this whole thing, we didn't we knew music and movies from seeing movies, we've heard soundtracks, we had no idea what we were doing or what we were signing up for. <laughs> it was more of a well they asked basically, do you want it to be um our manager called me and said, "Well, here's the thing. You can be like you can get some songs to it and they can find somebody to like, you know, do the score or they wanna know if you want to just decompose the entire movie. And I remember like standing there going like this is a this is a fork in the road here. Like <laughs> I absolutely have to try scoring this movie, you know? <laughs> I'd rather fail trying than not go in and do it. And that's the, you know 12 to 16 month process of working on this thing right,
0: right i mean i mean some of the people that will listen to this they'll know you from the uh the band you guys are in manchester orchestra and uh, and this is i would imagine a completely different approach to how say you would craft uh, an album's worth of songs
1: it, for sure. Definitely. Um, you know, we had on our last record that we released, we released two records with the same songs <clears throat> called Cope and Hope. And Cope was an aggressive rock record and Hope was like a really beautiful record. And we had a song on that record on Hope that we stripped down. It was all a acapella um, and we, we sort of dabbled in it for the first time. So we, we knew we could make something that would be pretty. Um, with just our voices. And some of our favorite musicians, you know that kind of like I mean Elliot Smith had us a complete a cappella mm-hmm. song on the end of um, figure eight or Excel. either or maybe or yeah, um, it's, Anyways. <laughs> but it was a cappella. <laughs> um, and so we knew we could do that. It was just the we didn't we couldn't think about the fact that it was gonna be twenty seven songs and we'd end up making on the soundtrack it's 48 minutes but i mean we ended up making over 80 90 minutes of music for the whole whole thing um so it was a lot of experimentation throwing stuff against the wall
0: the um the the approach to swiss army man i mean it's, it's unlike anything i've heard before and i i you know i've read some reviews of of, of uh, you know other sort of film journalist or film soundtrack critics that have said i'm not really quite sure what to make of this and for me that's one of the the best things about the soundtrack it's uh it's it's completely unlike anything you've heard so just you know enjoy the experience that kind of thing did you guys actually i can imagine it wasn't quite arduous at times but did you actually enjoy the entire process of making this album
1: we enjoyed the outcome there were times where we were very frustrated and banging our head against the wall. But as you know, musicians who were constantly trying to change what we do and create new things and grow in that realm, that's a common thing for us. So it it was exciting the entire time because we knew that through those frustrations we had to get to the other side because we said yes to scoring yeah. a movie, and there's nothing better than finishing a piece of art and going like, "That is good. Like I am, I am proud of that." Um, <laughs> you know.
0: Once you hear Swiss Army Man, you will never forget it. And when Lakeshore said to me, "Like we, we, we want you to talk to the uh, to the guys that did Swiss Army Man," I thought, "Oh, that's brilliant." You know, I, I, I like the score, but then I started listening to it daily, and and now it's just now I find myself humming the sound of someone humming and I don't think I've ever had that before. And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a very unique album and uh, you know, it's, 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 it appears to have struck a chord because I mean, it, it debuted number 10 on the iTunes soundtrack chart, which is, you know, that's incredible.
1: You know, it's funny. We, we were like, we saw that we were up at the ca- this cabin writing for a new Manchester album and Robert's checking the iTunes thing and goes, Oh and we're number 10 on the soundtrack thing. And I was like, what i was like that's kind of low like that sucks like only number 10 and somebody goes dude check the other soundtracks and it's like frozen you know was, Like, oh yeah we have some competition yeah
0: yeah no i mean i mean that is uh, considering the soundtracks that are in that chart i mean it's it's a pretty pretty good company with some huge movies there as well so uh you know right so before we carry on talking about Army man because i do have a ton of questions let's go back a little bit and talk about some of your um musical background where films are concerned were you both uh you know growing up and obviously we know you're in the band and stuff were you both fans of film music uh from an early age
1: it's funny my dad um i I just bought him the collector's edition because my dad had about four cds when i was a kid it was like the very best of chicago james taylor's greatest hits and the soundtrack for the firm
0: oh okay (laughs)
1: which was like all Lyle Lovett or something. (laughs) Sorry. And I just bought him last year. So I was like, I don't know why my musical influence must somehow come from the firm soundtrack (laughs) um, that we heard repeatedly for five years. Um, So that that was one. Um, But um, I think overall, like, there were great moments in film where we would take away the music, but we're more fans of like the entire film itself yeah, the story and how it affects the story and that was a big reason the daniels too i think wanted to go our direction they knew how much we just like when we would see them and work with them We all we would do is talk about movies you know so it was like essentially asking them you know do you want to help us like create this thing from the ground um which which was crazy because we had to write, you know, I I know this was part of the question, but we had to write a lot of the music before the movie was filmed so that they could sing on the set. So,
0: I mean, when did the Daniels approach you about, they had the idea for this film and they wanted to do something kind of, because the film, the the premise of the film is kind of strange um, and it's, so it, it, it's it's strange and it's unusual, but it's very heartwarming at the same time. And I think part of what really works about the interplay between t- the two characters is the score. It, it is actually the, the music that's in the film. So when they came up to you and they were like, hey, guys, we want you to do this. It's never been done before. Go for it. What, how did that conversation come about?
1: Well, when they asked, it was like, awesome. I mean, that's what we love doing. And that's why we're similar to those guys is we just love that challenge it's like cool let's let's do it you know um they they approached me last January in 2015 and uh said hey man we've been working on this movie and I knew that they were working on something because they were going to do a music video for us for our last record and got called to the Sundance Labs where they started kind of birthing the first seeds of Swiss Army Man and I was saying to Robert like when that happened we were like well we're never going to be able to make a music video with those dudes again. They're going to (laughs) go become geniuses, you know? And so they asked, and I was like, of course I would love to, you know, submit a song, and and I read the script and sent it to them, and I found the email later, about a year later, when we were finishing it in L.A., and I showed one of the Daniels that they wrote back this nicest thing. They were like, this is single-handedly the biggest contribution anyone has made to this movie since we started writing it. Um, We're blown away. We want you to do it. And it was like...
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. That's awesome, that's so cool <laughs> and, and that was
1: the song A Better Way And it's that recording that I sent them That actually
0: ends the soundtrack Oh, okay, so that was the first, the first recording you ever did Actually ended up staying
1: That's it, and wow. it's the credit music during the movie
0: And then they
1: kept working on the script And put the enormous pressure on us And mm-hmm. the rest of the crew of We have this insane concept And we need the vision, the beauty of the shots, and the music to be so perfect and beautiful for it <laughs> that it makes farting beautiful. Right. <laughs> so no pressure. Or sing Cotton Eye Joe and make it vulnerable <laughs> and, you know, and sweet.
0: If it hadn't been for
1: Cotton Eye Joe I'd be married a long- Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton, I joke. If it hadn't been for
0: cotton, I Joe not often one hears Cotton Eye Joe in polite society these days and, uh, and, and your version of it. I, I First because I had the album, uh, I was listening to it digitally so I wasn't actually looking at the track names as they were coming up and the track came on and I thought this sounds kind of vaguely familiar because there's a earlier on on the soundtrack you hear um, Where Did You Come From um, and that was kind of already in my brain like oh I'd started I'm kind of humming Cotton Eye Joe Uh, much to my chagrin and then i heard your version of cotton eye joe and i thought oh my god like i literally it was almost like uh you know i had to stop what i was doing and just really is this really cotton eye joe is this 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 is cotton eye joe so how of all the songs to have come around how come it was that one it
1: started as a bad joke with them they thought it Funny if he was singing "Cotton Eye Joe" and was stuck in your head forever, and it ended up being a tiny little scene where he's singing it, trying to push a yeah. dead body up this hill, and you know, and it just sort of has this beautiful, you know, you're trying to explain to somebody the different, to explain to this dead innocent body, man, um, about life, and it's that's it just started that way, and and it helps that it's public domain, exactly. so they knew that they could get away with it as the joke and you know, not the case with Jurassic Park where they asked us to do that. And um, we just kept, they came down here, the Daniels did to work on some stuff before filming. And I, we, Robert and I were both like, man, it's going to take like, if we really do, it's going to take us like five, six hours. We should be working on something else. We're never going to be able to use the Jurassic Park theme. And they're just like, just do it, just do it. So we packed away at it for several hours and came up with that thing there. And then a few months later, got this FaceTime call frantically at, three o'clock in the morning, my time. And it was Daniel Shiner going,
0: John Williams approved it. Here, here, here. <laughs> I did read there that Williams actually was, was a big fan after hearing it. And I, I'd find it hard to believe that anyone that heard it wouldn't think, damn, that's good.
1: But isn't that insane? <laughs> I mean, it got,
0: Yeah, I mean, when it, when it comes to soundtrack film score music, there is, you know, there's kind of, there is a pyramid. And at okay. the top of this... <laughs> it's like
1: Kanye West gave us the approval of the...
0: Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, having something like that. I mean, being fans of film music, I assume that you guys, I mean, you've probably been listening to the music of John Williams ever since you were kids.
1: Yes, yes, has so, a huge part of our...
0: Yeah. I mean, having him, you know, if John Williams just high-fived me for no reason or punched me in the face, I'd probably be okay with it because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's John Williams. He's, he's the man. So, uh, well, there's a,
1: there's an amazing part in the credits. The only music that we didn't write for the thing is Jurassic Park. And then there's a six second clip of a Manchester Orchestra song. When Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in the kitchen, she's cleaning stuff and there's like a radio on in the background and that's, a, that's actually the song that the Daniels couldn't do the music video for <laughs> um, originally, which is the tie-in. Of, like, they ended up making a 90-minute music video <laughs> for our song. Um, but um, at the very end, the credits are going down, and we're watching the credits for the first time, and it says music. And it just goes, Jurassic Park, written by John Williams, the writer, every stone written by Mantis Sorcerer <laughs> and then that's it.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: I'm sending it to my friends da 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 da
0: mentioned many times and I'm I'm never going to stop mentioning it because the the soundtrack it's unique it's it's a it's it's its own kind of beast and you mentioned before that they did give you guidelines I mean what what how did the conversation come around look guys we want you to do this but there's no musical instruments or very few musical instruments how do you go about doing that did they kind of have an idea in their head of how the music should sound
1: I mean, originally we asked a ton of questions. What is okay? Can we use drums? Can we, you know, and it was like, once we established that we could use some sort of percussion when needed, that opened up a good bit, but it was really like body percussion. I mean, there was one day where we had to sit in there with a phone book and had sheets of paper. And that was what we were using, you know, to try and get this air sound out of it and zipping up our, um, our hoodies. Um, it was just like we just did it, <laughs> you know, we, we just tried not to think about it. And we couldn't do it, it again because each scene required us to go to a place to find something new. So we were having to create vibes for the scene out of sounds that we didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. So and was, every song we would do, there was this turning point where we would work on it for like a couple hours and just go like, what? it's not there, it's not there. And then all of a sudden something would happen and we'd realize like, Oh, this is what this little movement is. This is what this, this certain composition sounds like, um, you know, and, and based a lot on feel, you know, what, where is it going? And I feel like it has that meditative quality to it, you know, or it's just sort of flowing throughout. Um, and luckily they had gone, they made this huge, huge, like Google document thing, pinpointing like the time code of like, we want this emotion mm-hmm. here. So, we had the guide guidelines of that. Even if we met those guidelines, sometimes they would come back and say, you killed it. You made it, you know, have this sad emotion. But now that we're watching it with that sad emotion, we want it to be funny or we want it right. to be <laughs> tense here. <laughs> oh, my God. we just be like, OK. <laughs> a funny turning point for it was when we hit one of those moments and they were like, just try and make like a spacey thing. And we made this like long swelling thing that we ended up calling a ghost ship because it reminded us of like a ghost on a ghost-eyed ship. Yeah. Uh. And we did like five or six of them half tongue in cheek, knowing they were cool, but being like, this is what they wanted. And we sent it to them. And that ended up being a huge, huge premise. Yeah. They were like, that's it. It's perfect. <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs>
0: that's Great. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Was the process for recording each track the same?
1: Pretty much. I mean, it, at least for the main songs that are the songs, um, it was like you take at least the first three quarters, I would say, of it. You know, take a low yeah. a low bass frequency synth note and put it in there that's in the key. Almost the entire record's in the same key. Um, soundtrack, right? And it's in the same key. Um, and then we'd start building on top of it, you know, and just sort of feeling moments and swelling and stuff like that. And then eventually fill it to a place where we could take away... The low note, and it was just
0: sitting there.
1: You know,
0: would you guys ever consider doing it live?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about it. You know, it would just take it would take a real um, it would either take a real choir and a lot of prep time, or it would we would have to be able to like reimagine it, and you know, let us go out there with an organ and a and yeah, a guitar and right. perform it rather than recreating what's on soundtrack.
0: Because it's one of those things that you kind of, you see it more and more these days where uh, bands will perform entire albums and soundtrack bands, uh, Goblin, uh, John Carpenter, etc. They're now performing to the films. So would, you know, would that be something that, I mean, could you imagine, I mean, I can imagine it, watching Susami Man with... The the score performed live. No,
1: I mean, and that's the thing. We we love ambition and and massive ideas. It's really you know, it's just we're not John Carpenter. <laughs> there's times, like on Montage, it's a hundred and ninety vocals stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So take hundreds of people, and then there's times where there's four vocals, but it's through a delay, back through a verb, in reverse, back through a delay, back through a verb, to where Live we would have to get very, very creative. it would be awesome. I mean yeah. I would totally do it. If somebody said here's the money, go go put it together, I'd do it in a second.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. i you know, I can see it happening at some point. I really can because the film the film seems to have really captured um the imagination of a ton of people. Uh, and you, you mentioned the single montage. I mean the single's doing fantastically well. Um is that taking you by surprise?
1: Yeah. I mean it's it's um we have a fan base as well um, of people that really love what we do, which is awesome. Um, and so they've been keeping a close watch on what's happening, and they're you know equally excited. So I think it was just nice to hear our fans to be able to give our fans something that we've been working on for a year and a half, and go here now it's yours, and you can you can take it. But yeah. these these interviews, like what we're doing now, are very surprising because this isn't the typical media and platform that. <laughs> were received by when we put out a rock record. So it's been very flattering and exciting for us to dabble in yeah, the film world.
0: Hmm. Is it is it something you think you'd like to do again? You know, maybe not necessarily the same, you know, kind of style as Swiss Army Man, but, but making a soundtrack.
1: I mean, I think the hope is that with the Daniels that we'll work together for a really long time um, doing something. Um, but I would say... It would depend on what the project is for sure, um, because we were so in love with this movie and felt such a big part of it and helping create it that um, I don't think we just do it flat out. Um, but that could, you know, we I, could never do what John Williams or so many other great composers do. That's a skill set. Like, it would, we would want it to be a unique thing that right, exactly. we can put our stamp on. Exactly. Yeah, we'd love to do it again. If, I mean, it was such a... It was like school, you know? Just, it, it, it grew us. It, it expanded us.
0: Cool. Were you listening to any kind of... Um, was there anybody you were listening to during the creation of the album? Any other film scores or composers or or music?
1: We love, love, love the Take Shelter score. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a beautiful score, a beautiful movie. Um, and you did a lot of cool percussive keyboard delay things, which he used atmospheric and mood in a great way and in an obtainable way with vocals to where we could kind of Right. Yeah. It was that was huge. I mean the Daniels definitely, you know, they put stuff in like the Matrix theme song and be like, we want it to sound like this. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> you know. Um they were they were specific in their ideas. They just had no idea how to get there and we had to find that rich you know
0: it's uh it's something that i do sometimes here where the composers have to learn how to speak director to understand kind of what the director's trying the, the point they're trying to get across or the feeling they're trying to get across
1: yeah the uh in the music industry in the studio there's a language that we just all speak from being in there and i think directors are the same thing and Andy and I have been doing this together for over a decade. And so being in this, it was the first time where we couldn't communicate with each other and couldn't communicate. Yeah. With yeah. Yeah. We had to just develop a new way. Um, that was really, really cool.
0: Interesting and challenging. I can imagine.
1: Exactly. Challenging. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the film has opened now. It hasn't opened in the UK yet. Unfortunately, how many times did you actually get to see the film during the making
1: Uh, A lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Lots and lots and lots. Are you still both fans of the film?
1: We are. Yes, we are. We, um, you know, we went to L.A. about three weeks before Sundance came. Um we premiered at Sundance and we worked in LA every day, rode in with the Daniels each day and and basically mixed this movie. Um and so we were watching this the reels over and over again. And then the last couple days we started watching it in full and starting to kind of get the scope of it and see how it flows. And I mean it was really like as stressful as a situation can possibly get. (laughs) Trying to finish a movie. I mean, they had like we're in the studio. One Daniel is running out to go fix color oh, correctioning yeah. stuff on this other screen. Art people running back and forth. Effects people sending in stuff. Everything being dropped in. Us doing di- Us doing the music and mixing that in with the dialogue. Also, you know, and sound effects. And I mean, it was just unbelievable. And it was. It's one of those scenarios that I feel like we thrive in. The kind of the last hour, you're like, we got to get this done. Robert really hates it. <laughs> I really. I really <laughs> Well, we were coming home from these 12-hour days, and then I was having to print and mix in the actors singing. So my days turned into, like, 19-hour days. 19-hour days. Oh <laughs> and I was sitting pretty in 12-hour days. <laughs> <laughs> it's relaxing. Well, you know, I would, I'd be watching, like, 30 Rock or something on the couch, and Roger's over there with his laptop and headphones in, like, ah!
0: <laughs> Well, hopefully you guys can kind of sit back a little bit now and just uh, enjoy you know, the fruits of your labour. Because I mean the it, it took a while to create this this uh you know this majestic piece of art. That's I mean that's what the soundtrack really is when I mean, when you break it down. Um as you are both film fans, looking to the future, if there was something, you know, kind of like a, a dream score where you'd want to work with a certain director or a certain writer.
1: Man, I mean obviously I think for me, a Paul Thomas Anderson type filmmaker is my favorite that's the most exciting type of filmmaker to me. Um, and I think that guy, the um, Randy Nichols, I think is his name, that uh, did Take Shelter and did that Midnight. Um, Have you seen that, that yet? The other night. saw it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, those are just dudes that I, like, really look up to and, and think are unbelievable. Um, and I think they also are really particular about the music that is in their movies. Yeah, know? I think they're passionate and perfectionist on every level of it exactly exactly which is what the daniels are and that's what that's how you get insane results by like attempting insane things
0: no absolutely i agree i mean um you mentioned david wingo before the the score for take shelter his score for mud as well is also fantastic um I'm i'm a big fan of that um what's actually up next for you guys now
1: Well, we've been writing an album um, this year, and it's it's a sort of pretty wide scope of an album. Um, Diving into some storytelling, and um, definitely, it's a theatrical record. Um, We were super inspired by that, and just we want it to be almost like a score. As it as, and it's going to start and will continue a journey, and it'll flow. And so, we've been really writing and getting detailed with that, and, and trying to kind of create something uh that's that we haven't done and that can continue to kind of push the boundaries of of uh what people have heard um you know and if i've heard from us at least so um yeah we're pretty deep into that we'll start making that album in around september
0: oh that's fantastic is there any plans to have any a cappella only cover versions on the album it's funny you
1: say that, that we just did something today. The film company got a bunch of a cappella singers and gave them all the notes and like music to sing. And they've been doing this video that's like, you know, 25 different people all acapelling and filming themselves on their phones and singing. And it's, it's really cool. It's coming out pretty soon. That's very cool. Because they asked us to add to it, and it was hard. And yeah, it, it was, it was it embarrassing was. at times. For sure. Um, But yeah, these people killed it at, you know, getting vulnerable and trying it. Yeah, exactly. That was was letting yourself be vulnerable and kept trying to create something weird, you know.
0: big thanks to Andy and Robert there for joining me to discuss all things Swiss Army Man. The soundtrack for Swiss Army Man is available now on CD and digital with the vinyl on pre-order through IM8bit.